You are Locked On Aggies, your daily podcast on the Texas A&M Aggies, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Locked On Aggies, presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Cole Thompson back here in the driver's seat talking all things Texas A&M. And today, let's go ahead and break down the recent news of what's going on in the state of Texas and, of course, how this does affect Mike Elko, who I do think is going to be in the running. Thank you very much for making us your first listen every single day. You can check us out on iTunes, Spotify, the LockedOnPodcast.com, or of course, right here on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel wherever you're at and go ahead and listen every single day. As always, my name is Cole Thompson. I am the host of the show and I love public feedback. Yep, right now I am growing the mustache for Mo Shave Movember. I really don't care if you don't like it. I enjoy it, so I'm just going to keep having it. Uh, you can follow me right there on social media at Mr. Cole Thompson. I love public feedback. Anything you can do to make this a more quality-sounding podcast Monday through Friday, give me a follow, give me a shout-out, and I will add it into the mix. Secondly, Locked on Aggies. Locked on Aggies is your number one source for all things 12th May-related content found here on LOP. You can subscribe on iTunes, listen on Spotify. If you can't do any of that, listen live every single day at LockedOnPodcast.com. So before we go any further, I'm going to start with a little bit of a rant. I know most people probably don't care. I really don't either. Gary Patterson is a staple at TCU. I want to get that out of the way real fast. Gary Patterson and what he's done for the Horn Frogs for years and years and years and years and years cannot go unnoticed. We have to talk about that. Because Gary Patterson went to the program in 1996 as a defensive coordinator took over as the full-time DC in 1998 and became the head coach when Dennis Franchoni decided to leave to go to Alabama. And ever since then, it's his staple, his degree, his success that has made the Horned Frogs one of the more profitable teams in the state of Texas. And again, I bring this up because of it is a Texas A&M podcast. Texas is a key word in there. Without Gary Patterson and what he did for TCU, the Big 12 would not be where it is. I honestly believe that 100%. The Big 12 would not be where it is without Gary Patterson. Because when Gary Patterson and the Horned Frogs entered the Big 12 as a member in 2012, when they took over, when them and West Virginia joined, they immediately brought power. They immediately brought defensive play. And they set a standard there to show that this is the way you're going to have to win. Now, Oklahoma did its job. They won a ton. You also saw Texas win a few. Uh, You saw Texas win a few chances to go to the the championship. You watched Baylor play better, and you watched TCU play great. And TCU and Baylor once held the division title in 2014 uh, or 13, the very last year of the BCS. They held the Big 12 title. And Gary Patterson and what he was able to do to bring NFL talent to Fort Worth and consistently coach up superstars and find ways to be successful and dominate as a Mountain West school and transform it into a Power 5 program. To do so, by the way, also showing the committee, showing the Big 12, you need us. It's not just we need you, you need us. Gary Patterson did all that at TCU, but it got stale. And if you don't transform the game today, and if you don't move the football in the way that the game is supposed to be played, if you're not offensively innovative, if you're not trying the new things, if you're not willing to give up on defensive style of play, if you're not willing to just mix things up and bring in new coordinators and bring in the right staff and make sure that you're doing something different offensively, then you're going to be fizzled out. 
That's just the way football is. And for the last four years, you have not seen TCU ranked at the end of the season. You have not seen the Horned Frogs play in a prominent bowl game. And I believe they've only had one 10-win season in those four years. And I don't even know if it has been 10. I think it may have been nine. You're watching TCU slowly deteriorate. They're still bringing in top-tier talent. Let's, like, let's get that out of the way. Every year, they find out to have like a top 50 player. Every single year. Last year, they had a first-round draft pick. Jalen Rager. They had, the year before that, LJ Collier. They find ways. Jeff Gladney. Jeff Gladney was there. They find ways to bring in NFL talent and high-end NFL talent to be successful. And they just can't get it rolling. At some point, Gary Patterson became the problem. And as much as you can love him, as much as you can say the success that he had at TCU, it is phenomenal. It was great. Without Gary Patterson, we do not know where TCU would be. TCU, I think, had five or six total winning seasons of football before Patterson took over the program. They became one of the biggest staple winning programs in the state of Texas. Right up there with Baylor, right up there with Texas, right up there with A&M, beating the crap out of Texas Tech. They were right up there. And Gary Patterson, you can thank for that. Unfortunately, when you stay in the same mantra forever and ever, you find yourself becoming the villain. And that's exactly what happened with Gary Patterson. There was rumors and reports. I heard it throughout the entire week. I heard it back in uh, July when I was at Big 12 Media Days. Because remember, I do coverage for all Texas stuff. There was a rumor back in July that said Gary Patterson may be coaching in his final season at TCU. And I didn't believe it. And I don't want to believe it. Because why would I? It's Gary Patterson. He's the second longest tenured coach in college football. And look at what happened. This was a TCU team that was projected to finish fourth in the Big 12. And they fell flat. They've lost double-digit games three straight weeks in a row. Oklahoma. Um, uh, Kansas State. I uh, Not Iowa State. Um, who's the last thing they played? West Virginia. They get blown out. TCU is not supposed to be this way. TCU gave up over 600 yards of offense to a non-Power 5 SMU school. Gary Patterson became the problem. Gary Patterson became the issue. And now they have to start fresh. The question is, where do you start fresh? In my mind, it starts on the defensive side of the football. You have key playmakers in Zach Evans and Max Duggan. You have good role models up there to where you can rebuild this team very fast. You got to get the right defensive minded guy in there. This feels like the first time in a hot minute where a coordinator maybe makes more sense than head coach or go find a defensive minded head coach to lead this team. That feels like the right case, which brings us to the whole point of this conversation. Why Mike Elko might actually be the best fit for TCU and why this might be an actual good thing for Texas A&M. So let's go ahead and start breaking that down. But before we do, this episode of Locked on Aggies is brought to you by Price Picks. Listen up, fantasy sports nerds. I got a deal for you. Price Picks is the leader in college daily fantasy sports. It's offers that make football prospects all different, and there's powers you can use anyone from the Power 5 schools, as well as mid-major players. Price Picks offers any prop that you can think of, from yardage to touchdown to interceptions thrown. All you have to do is use the deposit and use the promo code to receive a 100% welcome bonus that matches up to $100. That's at Locked 
on is your deal locked on for up to $100 back in your first deposit from every single type of bet that you can imagine. It's quick, it's easy, it's fast. You can make up to five to six bets a day. You can mix in all different sports. Use the award-winning app at the App Store or on Google Play, or go ahead and make it in 60 seconds or less your bet. Get your money out quickly as possible. It's that simple, moves that fast. Price Picks is fancy daily sports made easy. Brought to you right here with the Locked On Podcast Network. Lock on Aggies, presented by the Lock on Podcast Network. Thank you so much for making us your first listen every single day. Check us out on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube.com. Subscribe to the channel and much, much more. All right, let's go ahead and dive in. Why would Mike Elko take this job? Well, let's get this out of the way. He's already had offers before. This is not the first time that Mike Elko was coming in. He's going ahead and taking an offer. Let's get that out of the way. He has had offers. He has had a multitude of offers to go ahead and, and apply for a head coaching job. He had an offer to go to Kansas. Kansas was willing to interview him. He said no. He had an offer to go to Temple. Temple, he said no. TCU is different because TCU is Texas. And TCU, you got to realize, as good as Texas A&M and Texas is, is recruiting because they're the power schools. TCU is right behind them. Dallas-Fort Worth money and the boosters that you see at at, at Texas Christian University as a private institution spend money. They spend oodles and oodles and oodles and oodles of money. I have a buddy. He goes, he went to TCU. He has family friends who went to TCU. Loaded. I mean, loaded money. That is the type of money we're talking about. Ridiculous amounts of money. And they invested in the facilities. In the last 10 years, TCU has upgraded their workout facility three times. They have upgraded their health and nutrition style twice. They have upgraded their athletic facilities twice. They've just put $100 million into renovating Amon G. Carter Stadium on the east side of the end zone last year. They've spent money to go out there and make the facilities better. They will invest for Mike Elko to be successful there. So let's get that out of the way. For Mike Elko, the reason why you can go ahead and pencil this off as a plus for him to take the job, it's not like Temple, where they're going to say, oh, You're in a non-Power 5 conference. Best of luck with what you have. It's not Kansas where they realize we are a basketball school that plays football. Have fun. It's a program that wants to be good at football. It's a program that holds themselves to a higher standard than most of the Big 12 schools. It's a program that invests in the long term. So guess what? Mike Elko would have the chance to go build his own build his own staff. He'd have a chance to go bring in his own players. He'd have a chance to go bring in his own facilities, his own complex, his own design, and they will pay it. That's check number one. Number two, offensively, this team is okay. Max Duggan would be able to come back for one more year. It would allow you then to develop whoever you want to bring in as your quarterback. It would not shock me to see Zach Calzada if, say, Haynes King wins the starting role. He transfers to TCU. It would not shock me to see Haynes King if you go with Zach Calzada long-term to transfer to TCU. It would not shock me either way to go bring in another young player. It would not shock me whatsoever. But you have Max Duggan. You would be safe at the quarterback position for year one. And Duggan, he's not elite by any means, but he's good. Then you have Zach Evans, five-tool running back, one of the best running backs in the country. Nobody talks about him because he plays for TCU. Nobody talks about him playing on a bad team. He's been limited this season, but... He is a good player. He is an absolute beast of a running back, and he moves efficiently on the ground. 
one of the premier running backs. And by the way, you lose Brees Hall next year. You lose Abram Smith from Baylor. You have B. John Robinson and Zach Evans as the one-two. That's it. Those two to go battle it out and duke it out in the Big 12. And in a running offense that you can go ahead and implement there, yeah, that's going to be great. Defensively, there's a lot of concerns. And I know they've lost some players in the past. Uh, our Darius Stewart was a few year, you know, was last year. Trayvon Merrick was last year. They lost a lot. Uh, Garrett Wallow was last year. They lost a lot, another linebacker last year. Uh, they've lost LJ Collier. They lost another defensive lineman. They lost Jeff Gladding the year before. They lose talent left and right, but they replenish talent. That's the thing about TCU is that they're very good at recruiting. They're absolutely fantastic at recruiting. But then they don't know how to develop it right now. They are struggling immensely on the defense side of the football. They rank dead last in run support in the Big 12. And in the Big 12, if you rank dead last, you're a bad defense. You are an absolute bad defense if you rank dead last in run defense. Pass defense, they rank ninth. In, um, in, in, in scoring defense, they rank seventh. Mike Elko has transformed Texas A&M's defense into a juggernaut. And the good news, the best news for A&M fans who are all probably saying, Cole, why the hell are you talking about Mike Elko leaving? Because the players are staying. Because the players that Mike Elko brought into Texas A&M are not going anywhere. They're staying. So Antonio Doyle, who we don't have any idea what he's going to be, he's staying. Edron Cooper, who's playing a sub-linebacker package role, he's staying. Deuce Harmon, he's staying. All these guys are staying. So all the recruits that Mike Elko brought in are going to stay and play for Texas A&M. And then you got to go find an up-and-coming defensive mind to go be your next coordinator or maybe you go get a guy who was recently fired from a job. Maybe you go get somebody who knows how to coach it. Hi, Ed Orgeron. How you doing here? Maybe you'd be interested in being our defense coordinator for a year. Something along the lines of that. Because I know, we all know. Wait, oh, you're going to want to do that. You know, he got it going. Go, 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 China. Gig him. Gig him, Like, he'd 100% go, gig him, y'all. He'd be very okay with that. You go ahead and fix that defense. That's the key offensively, TCU can move the football. Offensively, TCU can get the job. They went to toe with Texas. And don't get me wrong, Texas' defense is absolute trash. But they got it done. They did a fantastic job getting the ball rolling. You got to fix the defense. And if you are good defensively inside the Big 12, guess what? You stand a chance of winning. And the final point, my final point for Mike Alco of taking the job, it's actually easy to win. Think about this for a second. Who are the two teams we talk about every single year in the Big 12? Texas? Oklahoma? Yeah, you can throw in maybe Oklahoma State every once in a while. Maybe you throw in a Baylor team because of, you know, what Dave Aranda and what Art Riles before all the scandals and now what, you know, what Matt Rule was able to do, all that. You can throw them in there. Um, you're losing two of those teams. Two of them are going to the SEC. So no more Texas. No more Oklahoma. It's an open range. How long do you think Cincinnati is going to be at this level? How long do you think Houston is going to be playing at this level? We've watched it happen. They've done well. Regressed. 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 You think BYU is going to be playing at this high-end level once they go ahead and play an, a Baylor team every year? What about UCF? What if Mike Norvell is fired from Florida State? And Gus Malzahn takes over. Monet got to get a new head coach. 
Who's it going to be? Is he going to work? It's very easy to win the Big 12. Matt Campbell could be on the move at any given moment. Dave Aranda could be going back to LSU. Any one of these coaches could be gone in a minute. TCU has the funds, has the talent, recruits like crazy, already has established players in the locker room, and on top of all of that, it gives you time to win. You could easily become the next juggernaut making New Year's Six Bowl games every single season at TCU because they put the work in progress. Mike Elko is not going to go to a program that does not work with him. Why would he? He's making $2 million plus a year to go be the defensive coordinator at Texas A&M. Why would he want to go to a program that's not going to care about him? TCU cares. TCU 100% cares. That's why you go if you're Mike Elko. That's why I think that there's at least a conversation to be had right there. Now, I'm going to talk about maybe another name who you can consider and why Mike Elko wouldn't go to tech, uh, TCU. But before we do that, this episode of Lockdown Aggies is brought to you by Built Bar. If you haven't tried Built Bar by now, you are missing out. They say it's a protein bar, but it does not taste like one. You have to try it for your amazing self because of every bar is unique and they're soft and easy to chew. They're not chalky. They're not waxy. They're covered in 100% real chocolate. And there's a variety of unique flavors. So whether you're into mint brownie, coconut almond, salted caramel, double chocolate, cherry barcia, and so much more, the bars are low calorie, low pro- uh, high in protein, low in carbs, low in sugar, high in protein, high in fiber, great for anybody on the keto diet, and great if you work out. I've had every single day for the past month a cook, uh, cookie dough brownie crunch bar, and it is delectably dis- uh, delicious. 130 calories, 5 grams of sugar, 5 grams of net carbs. There's not a product like this out on the shelves. Go visit BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your very first purchase at BuiltBar.com. LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Stop eating the salty sweets and enjoy a treat that will meet your needs. BuiltBar from BuiltBar.com. Locked on Aggies, presented by the Locked on Podcast Network. All right, let's go ahead and talk about the game. So why Jim, uh, Mike Elko would not want to go to TCU? There's one. There's one, and I'll pay him. To me, that's the only one. Because of it's a Power 5 school, it's recruiting in the state of Texas, and on top of that, with Texas and Oklahoma leaving the Big 12, it's an open conference. There's, there's going to be 12 teams. Like keep, keep that in mind, guys. There's going to be 12 teams again in the Big 12. Baylor, yeah, I mean, not, not Baylor, but Baylor's already in there. BYU, Cincinnati, um, Houston, and UCF will take over for Missouri, Texas A&M, Texas, and Oklahoma. They'll take over for that. That's going to happen. So now it's back to 12 teams. It's a brand new 12. Every year, Texas OU, Texas OU, Texas OU. Nope. Oklahoma State, you have a shot. Iowa State, welcome to the party. Uh, Kansas State, you know what? I'm not going to roll you out completely just yet. TCU has the money, they have the funds, and they'll allow you to be able to probably recruit better than anybody else in this in this entire conference. You will own the conference. So the only reason you don't is if you don't pay him enough. He's making $2 million to be an assistant head coach in the SEC, where the quote is, it just means more. If you don't pay him more than that, you'll pay him double that. I mean, double that, $4 million, $5 million. 
Why take it? Why would you take it? You're making good money, potentially building an absolute dynasty of a program here in College Station. Why on earth would you go ahead and try and trade that in for something else? Elko would have to be foolish not to take a head coaching job, but it comes at a cost. Do you believe that at this job, you will one, be successful, and two, do you also believe that they're going to pay you the right price? Because if not, there's no reason to. And you know what? Maybe my Coco doesn't want the job at all. I don't know. I really do not know. Unfortunately, you know, when we go talk to the media every single, you know, every single week, Elko really doesn't talk. You know, we, we get him, I think, at the, we get him at the start of the year, and every once in a while, we'll get him at, like, the end of the year. And that's about it. Like, that, like that's it for Mike Elko. So, when that's the case, you don't really know what he's thinking. But there is a great coordinator who has been a stellar coordinator his entire career and has loved every single second of it. So, being a coordinator, Brent Venables. Brent Venables has had multiple opportunities to go to major programs. And I'm not just talking about the little hoity-toity like a Cincinnati, like an SMU, uh, like a uh, Texas State. He got looked at by Missouri. He got looked at by Kansas State. He got looked at by two schools in the ACC. He didn't want it. He just he, He's very happy being a coordinator. Is there a time that maybe he will? I don't know. Maybe. Bud Foster. Remember him? For Virginia Tech? For years working with Frank Beamer? He had offers. For years to go take over smaller programs. Didn't want it. Just wanted to be a coordinator. And was very good at it. Maybe Mike Elko is okay with being a coordinator. Maybe he's very okay being at where he's at. Now, if he isn't, then at this point, I feel like TC was the perfect place for him. They need a defensive-minded head coach. They're a defensive-minded school. They've always been a defensive kind of first head school. Uh, Dennis Franchoni was like the really weird one who wasn't. Besides that, they've gone defense, 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 the last three of their four head coaches. So that would make a lot of sense. And it's also a big power five job that would also lead to Maybe an easier chance of making the college football playoff because the Big 12 is going to lose its two biggest proponents that usually keeps people out. Now, if TCU does not go that pathway, because again, I have to bring this up because of I, you know, it is a Texas, it's Texas AM, but it is a Texas podcast. I think that yeah, everyone's gonna say Sonny Dykes. Sonny Dykes is the right hire. Sonny Dykes is the guy who I would go after. I would go differently. I would go after one name, Dan Lanning. Who's Dan Lanning, Cole? It's Georgia's defense coordinator. Look at Georgia's defense this year. Look at what Georgia has done this entire season. They haven't allowed more than 13 points in a game. They've allowed more than 10 points twice all season. They just shut out their rival in Florida, held them to seven points, and they're holding opponents to under eight points per game on average. This is a historic defense, and we're not talking about Dan Landing for a head coaching job whatsoever. It's time to start talking about it. Again, you can go ahead, you can get the right offensive mind in there, because if you get the right offensive mind, you're going to be good. Look at Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin is a very good coach, and his offense works. You want to know what else it works? Jeff Levy's offense. Jeff Levy's offense worked at UCF. It's working right now. And now he's being considered for a head coaching job, both at Texas Tech and also at TCU. It works. But you can get a good offensive coordinator 
if you get a great defensive mind to run the defense and allow your offense coordinator just to do all that, go for it. Dan Lanning is posting record-setting numbers during his time at Georgia. We're not even mentioning him in any single head coaching category. That would be my pick for TCU. Go bold. Go get the guy who has just turned the number one defense into a juggernaut. If he wins out, which I do think Georgia will, I do think Georgia will, until at least the SEC championship, where they face Alabama, Texas A&M, Auburn. At that point, then I'll be a little bit, I'll be a little bit more interested in seeing what happens. If they went out, if they went out and played defense this way, and Dan Lane does not get a head coaching job, or at least a head coaching interview, something is very, very wrong in college football. TCU, be the weird guy. Go ahead and try and make that higher. That's going to do it for this edition of Lock on Aggies. Thank you so much for making us your first listen. Now make sure you check out Lock on SEC as your second listen with Sports Talk 90's Chris Gordy. He breaks down all 14 teams, including Texas A&M football. I'll be back tomorrow to break down everything we heard from Monday's press conference from Jimbo Fisher talking about Auburn and what to expect for this upcoming game. Monumental game, high implications as Texas A&M ranks 13, Auburn now ranks 12, top 15 matchup. We'll see you then. And remember... This has been Locked On Aggies, presented by the Locked On Podcast Network.